You're listening to Nothing But The Best. What's up, Cowboys Nation? Coming up, we have a special guest in the building, NFL safety George Iloka, former Cowboy. Want to rap to us about a little bit of Andy Dalton, a little bit about the DBs, and some Cowboys happenings. And of course, as always, big game James Law Nation, Skywalker still with the new field. Let's go! Boy, we crunk. Oh, yeah, all the time. 
Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's, Let's go. It. Let's do it. Come on. I get him pumped, G. I get him pumped. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. I know you're probably like, wait, where's Law? Don't worry, guys. He's kind of in the middle of a meeting or what have you. So we still got him here. So he'll be locked in. But where are my manners, man? Let me introduce you guys to our special guest. If you haven't, if you weren't here last time, you might want to run back that, that interview we did. It was fire. We've got our guy, George Iloka, the host of the Gym Bag Podcast in the building. What's up, G? Appreciate you having me. I'm back. Yes, sir. Hey, man, before we get into that, make, tell them where they can find that Gym, Pat, Gym Bag Podcast and why they need uh, yeah. to subscribe to that. Oh, uh, yeah. Subscribe to the podcast, man. It's the Gym Bag Podcast. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Buzzsprout, pretty much anywhere you can find or listen to a podcast. And our podcast is a little different. It's not going to be like the things you listen to on ESPN. We found our flow. We found our voice. And it's more like a conversation that you're sitting in on, but a good conversation. It's pretty easy. Be soothing to the ears. And, you know, you'll pick up on a few things when you listen to it. So, yeah, please subscribe to my podcast. He is not lying. Uh, James, didn't we get a couple of some good nuggets, some good cowboy nuggets from that podcast? Oh, we we became homies after that 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 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kayvon. I think it was Cheeto. It was some good stuff, man. And and of course, you know, having uh, the Cowboys background when you were with us in the summer, you were you were privy to a lot of things, and uh, we talked a lot about that. But um, obviously, we were going to start with a totally different thing, Jay. We were. Until the news mm. dropped on Saturday. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would be remiss if I didn't start with the quarterback situation in Dallas right now. And I looked on your Twitter. We, I think we actually we actually disagree on this one in a sense. Whereas, talk, talk to me. Yeah. Uh-oh. I like it. Let's, yeah, let's jump in the rain. Let's jump in the rain. Well, y'all know let's I'm get on get this thing out. Y'all, yeah. know, y'all know how I do. You know, you know, I'm always pushing back. Hell but, yeah. We so, love objectivity. You know, we love it. So check it, G. We 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 believe this is mostly a this is mostly just about a backup, a backup thing with Andy Dalton, right? But okay. I think I think you believe it could be a little bit more than, than just him being a backup, correct? Andy Dalton uh it was a start in this league up until like three games midway through last season where they pretty much made him the scapegoat to a bad team. It is what it is, but he's he's a start in this league, an accomplished starter at that. You can say if you feel like you want to say average, that's okay. When we look at the NFL, there's not 32 starters anyway. And he was a starter at one point, led the team to four to five playoff uh, uh, berths. And so he's a good player and he's been able to lead a team in the past. Now, them signing him to Dallas, he's not, they didn't bring him in to be the starter. They brought him in, obviously, but it's a one year deal. You can see about, you can see by the amount of money they signed him to like three million dollars right. guaranteed and then seven, up, you know, in incentives that they didn't bring him in to be the starter. But a guy like that, when your franchise quarterback hasn't signed, and y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't signed on that dotted line for that franchise mm-hmm. tag. Okay. He's not. Has he? Nope. So, nope. Cur- nope. so currently, so currently he's not technically on the team. Currently, they're in the offseason program. I don't know what they got set up, but if they have virtual meetings, who's the quarterback, at, at least for right now, run, you know, I don't want to say running those virtual meetings, but who's the quarterback that's in that place? You know what I mean? You have none. Right. So not only does we can get to this later, I mean, Andy's in there probably picking up whenever they start their meetings uh, up on this playbook, which shouldn't be too difficult for Dak to pick up on because let's face it, uh, Kellen's still coming back and the offense is going to be tailor-made to Dak, which is perfect, which is fine. Yes. But there, it's a still a new coach. You don't know what new wrinkles they're going to put in. 
Dak, I'm not Dak, uh, Andy's picking up on these things. Andy is still the backup. He is signed to be the backup. If they're both there, Dak is obviously the franchise quarterback. But my position yeah, Give me the is, butt. Yeah, the give me that. <laughs> you know, my position is and where I think that a lot of people are, you know, here's the big debate, is did Dak lose leverage? And to say that he didn't lose leverage to me is you're just not being truthful because put it like this, who was the former backup quarterback? Now, when I said lose Cooper. leverage, he didn't lose Cooper, right. He Cooper didn't lose rushed, his yeah. leverage. Maybe let me rephrase, let me rephrase that. The Cowboys gained a little bit of leverage. Ooh, it didn't mean I like Dak that. lost. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean Dak lost his leverage. I like he that. just lost a little bit of it, right? Because put it like this, Cooper was the backup, right? Right. And now would you say Andy is better? Yep. Yes. Uh, Expeditiously. <laughs> My point exactly. Right. So when you when you're when you're the team, when you're Jerry, all right, when you're the guys, the decision makers when it comes to the contract, you say currently Dak is not, he hasn't signed the contract. He, you know, I think he should sit out and not play until they until he gets the money he wants. So let's just say he's in that position. When you're Dak, you saying, Who's my backup? All right, go ahead. You can say, go ahead and try with Cooper Rush. No disrespect to him. I thought he was a solid player, but my point is I think Andy's better, which we all agree on. Yes. So my point is that is a harder predicament for an organization. So when you have Andy, it makes you a little bit more comfortable. I definitely believe with Andy Dalton, who in his first four years in his career, his numbers are similar to Dak. Dak in his first four years of career, 15,778 yards. Andy Dalton, Mm -hmm. 14,610. Andy threw for 89 touchdowns, Dak threw for 97. And I would argue expedition, uh, whatever the word is, (laughs) expeditiously. I up in here. That Dallas Cowboys have have had a consistently way better line than what Andy was afforded. You know, in his time in Cincinnati. Talk about so, this what am I saying? I'm not even. I'm not even going to speak on who's a better quarterback. I honestly believe Dak is a better quarterback from from the standpoint of decision making. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a better decision maker because Dak is able to create with his legs to either break the pocket and gain yards, or to create with his legs to buy himself time to you know till someone else gets open. So, because of that, he may, he's better with the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over uh, very much. And so, Andy sometimes because either he's reluctant to or just doesn't have the ability to break the pocket and buy times with a leg, he forces the ball sometimes. But from a passing standpoint, they're pretty similar. So what I'm saying is, last year the Cowboys, regardless of what, everything we said, they won 8-8. Eight and eight. You, I think mm-hmm. as an organization, you can see Andy and say, like, all right, if Dak you know, holds out for three games, four games, five games, whatever the case may be, are we comfortable with the talent that we have already? You know, y'all just drafted another first-round receiver. You still got Zeke. You still have that oh, line. You loaded have, offense you know, this year. Right? You said loaded offense. You yeah. know, you hope the defense improves. I don't think – I think last year was, you know, the floor. Like, I, I expect them to be better than they were last year. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, you yeah. have to ask yourself as an organization, are we comfortable with it? And I think Andy makes him a little bit more comfortable than Cooper I Rush. And totally because agree. of that, that's why I'm saying he lost a little bit of leverage. And, well, and well, the Cowboys gained it is what you said. I like yeah, that Cowboys better. Gained a little, yeah, little yeah, leverage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I yes. absolutely love that because we weren't hearing it from that angle, right, James and Law? We, no, were, we were mostly but, hearing, "Up, oh, the leverage is yeah. going from Dak." We weren't hearing the Cowboys gained it. I, I like that better than the Cow. Than, than yeah, he Dak didn't lose it. it all. He didn't lose it all. He still come on. They they, they gave him a franchise tag. Like there's right, no right. He's getting thirty one million. And, <laughs> right, and he and and let me before like if I leave one thing saying this show, I personally feel like Dak currently is a better quarterback than Andy Dalton because of that last part I said. The decision making, mm-hmm. right? Be able to create. Mm-hmm. That's what separates him a little mm-hmm. bit more. But passing wise, I've seen them both up close. There's, there's not a throw to me that Dak can make that Andy can't make. You know, mm-hmm. I would argue maybe I would argue maybe Andy might be a, a slightly more accurate passer. But whatever, we don't even have to debate that. 
that Dak is a great player. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. And I've, y'all know I've been on the that deserves to get paid right. folks mm-hmm. since since, since there, back then. Since right. Back yeah. then. So, yeah. and I'm saying they've disrespected him. So that 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 position doesn't change. But I'm just saying. You just keeping it real. Yeah, you keeping it real. You keeping it real, dog. You just keeping it real. Well, well, let me ask you this, Dan. Since since uh, you, you're so on on topic with that, if you Dak Prescott, do you play on that franchise tag? Do you even sign that franchise tag? No, Dak shouldn't play another cow, uh, another down as a cowboy until they come to an agreement on a long term deal. Mm-hmm. You know, because things things can happen. Uh, I don't want I don't want Dak to be a Kirk Cousins situation where he gets franchise tag two years and then ends up going to another team. Now it worked out for Kirk because he was the first quarterback. I think ever, or maybe first player ever to get like a fully guaranteed contract. Mm. So money wise, it worked out for Kurt, but I don't want that for Dak. So no. and Dak deserves it. Dak has done everything right on the field, everything right off the field, has said mm-hmm. everything right. He deserves his money. And so um I can't I'm not telling another man what to do, but I just feel like, I mean, stick to your guns, man. Like this is it. And I and honestly when his new CBA yeah, I, yeah, when his new CBA is up, say he does play um this year, uh, someone can correct me after the fact later. When he, if he does play this year on the franchise tag, they can always franchise tag him next year. But next year is the new CBA. And on the new CBA, it's harder to hold out, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they can find I think they can find you a little bit more on the new CBA so they make they it harder take for guys. It away. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah, they can, it's a little harder on next year. So, no, this is this. Stand your ground. I mean, and do we really listen? Like, how many... Yeah, obviously he, he was the Cowboys receiver. I don't know if they led the league and dropped passes last year. Yeah. But realistically, like, how many more yards can he throw for? Threw for four thousand nine hundred and two yards. Had thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Like, I agree. How much more? You know, how much more better? <laughs> like, what else right, you want to you know, see, right? Right. Okay, so how much more better is is the next season going to be? Going to be like, aha, that's what he did. All right, let's give him his, his money. I don't think it gets I can't better see from it. here. You know, gee, you I can't. I so, can't see him playing on that tag. Gee, I, I, I think it's going it to be make no. It, it it don't make no sense. I but think I it'll get extension. Right. Go ahead, though. I, I want to ask you something right quick, uh, George. Because I think just following off of what you just said, because I think they had Stephen Jones. He just came out and said, I think he was on the fan, and he said, well, you know what? You can lay your head on the pillow at night now that you have an Andy Dalton. My point exactly. Yeah. That's that's that classic stuff that Stephen Jones and them say, man. Oh, my goodness. He compared him to Nick Foles, and everybody knows. Oh, yep. He compared him to Nick Foles, and everybody knows Nick Foles took – I don't say took, but led the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs to that Super Bowl. Like, that's what they and, you know, do, George. Yeah, yeah, he, I, didn't, uh, he didn't skip a beat, and so as an organization, that does help you sleep better at night. That's all you look. And for. honestly, it should, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did we sleep better at night when we had Brandon Weeden? Remember, <laughs> he came out and said he threw the best ball. Oh, that, that was he, ridiculous. That was Jerry. Come on. <laughs> Steven. Now, I don't even know if G like remember that. that, but yeah, back <laughs> when we had Brandon Weeden. Jerry Jones came out and said he he doesn't know anybody that throws a better ball than Brandon Wheaton. He actually said that. Mm, played against Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, against that's Brandon. his that's his opinion. I, I mean, but so all just, I know is Andy Andy was a far more accomplished player way than Brandon Wheaton. Oh just gosh, as a starter in the league. So True. can I can I, I just ask you this real quick, G? Because I've, I've I've had people trying to tell me that the Bengals teams weren't good. And I, if you go back and watch my show last Ooh, night, it I ran again, it through. Though. I ain't going to do that, G. I, 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 ran, I went like a five-minute soliloquy, dog, about how good those teams were, in my opinion, especially on defense. Y'all had a rocking dis- defense. The um, disrespect. It's, it's all good. Unbelievable. I don't I, blame them. I, don't, I, I, I look like this. If the same, some of them teams that we had in Cincy, if they were in the, the – I want to call it the I want to call it the capital because it feels like Dallas is the capital. In the capital of America, in the Dallas city, which it is, 
I mean, it would be talked about some of the greatest teams just because of like the media that's behind it. It's a small market. I mean, there's years when we got guys, guys like AJ, Gino, who are playing at like number one or two best in their position yeah. and they don't get talked about. So I'm not even tripping or like, you know, I'm not really upset or even like mad at them. Like if you're not a true football fan or really watch a lot of football, I expect you to think like, the only time you saw us was in the playoffs. The only person you probably know is Andy. Andy Dalton. Like, oh, he must have led a trash team mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Absolutely not. We're a good team on man. defense. We're a good team on offense. Uh, pound for pound at the skill position level, we've always had someone that's comparable, if not better than, you know, the, the Cowboys. Your defensive ends, your defensive tackles, right. receivers, so, Sanu, Leon, receivers, Hall, Jones. Like, uh, right, so I mean, if you say, like, let's say Dez. I mean, great player, and then you got AJ. However you want to cut, let's say 50-50 down the, down the middle, if you want. Some people argue AJ's better. Some people argue Dez is better. Right. My point is, Andy's had top receivers, just like the Cowboys organization had top receivers. So now it wasn't a, a bad organization. They did a good, oh. good job building the roster just mm-hmm. after that. Was it that fourth or fifth time we made the playoffs? And the fifth time, the, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah, to the Steelers, um, which, you know, was an upset in the end of the day. But anyway, they blew up, they blew up, they blew everything up. So that's why they weren't, they haven't been as good uh, as of late, but nah, he didn't lead like these nobodies to the playoffs. But he's a good player too, though. Don't get me wrong. Think about this. I mean, for like this, for like this, well, for like this. Even if so, say, and I, you know, I fuck with Dak, and I like, and I think he deserves his money. But let's say like this. What teams would you say? Like Dak is a is a good quarterback in my mind, right? Deserves right. his money, right? But he's had a good roster as well. Oh, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? So, he came in. He so, came in eating. Right, so he came even in with if, a great roster, and, and right, I don't think in 2017, in the first half of 2018, it was a great roster. But other than that, yeah, he's had pretty good teams around him. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. He has had yeah. a good. At the very least, he had a good team. So Collectively, it's not. Collectively, yeah, so it's yeah. like I don't get what yeah. they're knocking. You know, in terms of I don't know if they're knocking us or boosting Andy. I don't they're boosting Andy is what they're trying to. Do. So, oh, they're, they're, so, so here's here's what they're trying to do, Jay. They're trying to tell me. They're trying to that say he carried them twice. He carried, carried, he carried, the carried them. Y'all ain't had nobody. Himself. He carried everything, George. <laughs> nah. Come on, and, dog. And I had but to run did, Jay. I had Andy to run it down. You guys. That's what they said. I was. That's what they said. Nah, he, he's a good quarterback. I don't think he carried us. I no, mean, there was even times when I thought, like, I mean, AJ, if, I don't know if people even really watch AJ. AJ, when he was healthy, top I three. He's oh in the league. He was arguing one. Oh people arguing with him. Yeah. Up, yeah, top three. Yeah, so, I mean, there were times he threw it up at the triple coverage. AJ would just yank it over somebody's head. Like, that's the receiver. So, I mean, now he's had some great players, man. So, nah, according according to these people over here, a, 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 he made AJ. According to these <laughs> what? No, no, he's yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been don't silly. Do he's Please been don't silly. do that. You see, you see, he's still there though. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they put and that franchise see, tag on him. And you see, if they if they were to release the AJ Green right now, you see how many teams would jump on him in a oh hot second. Goodness. Absolutely. Oh Absolutely. Hey, before keep we move on from uh, Andy Dalton, G, you you told us before the show you played with him prior to the NFL. I yeah. played against him. Yeah, was I did. It? Yeah, played against him in high school because we both from the Houston area. Played against him in college twice, and then obviously I was his teammate for quite some time in the NFL. So it was crazy. That's why when he got released, which I disagreed with the timing, they could have helped him out and released him prior to free agency, but whatever. I thought he would go to the uh, Patriots and to the Jaguars just because of, like, the former OC with the Jaguars and because me knowing who he is personality-wise, the college he played at, I thought he would be a good fit for the uh, Belichick system because he is that kind of guy like I did one too. plus one is two like you know he's like very right. he's very he's very cerebral like that so I thought that would be a good fit so I did not see Dallas out of nowhere but it is crazy that 
Kellen, who's is now OC, is the quarterback that he played twice when I was in Boise. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're one and one against each other. But, like, here's a guy he directly played against. Like, you know, your peers. He's his coach. Now he's, now he's his OC. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic and he's and he's and he's a good dude so i don't think that'll be an issue like that's what what i was gonna say how is he as a person you must read you read minds g yeah yeah good 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 person um a man of faith family man uh you know only only knock you would say is like if there wasn't not you say he wasn't vocal but that you know him and dak lead the two different ways okay you know uh, dak is a great leader because you know when you're around dak you feel like you know, you just feel like he's going to be so in the Chris, front and he's leading you into battle, whatever the case may be, you know, like he's the one you want to take in the dark alley. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Andy is a leader in his own right. He's just not as vocal as Dak or doesn't just give off that kind of, you know, feeling or whatever the case may be. But Andy's a good dude, works hard, first one in, last one out kind of guy. Um, like Marvin even said in the interview, I think about a week ago, like he would have the game plan down by Tuesday. That's you know, what that's how he needs a veteran yeah, like that behind yeah. him. So, so he's a, Andy. Andy's ready. Like you know, he he's a guy that I honestly believe. Like when you know, hopefully everything works out with Dak uh, in terms of him getting his money. That without being a starter, he's the type of backup that you know he's never really been a backup because about how I know how he is and how he prepares. That he doesn't need many reps to be ready. That you can be confident as an organization. Like if something happens to Dak, which over the course of his career he's been healthy, he's been an Iron Man. You know, I don't think he's missed any games in his career. Maybe missed a couple mm-hmm. practices. So hopefully it doesn't happen. But you always got to have a backup plan. And Andy's the kind of guy that you hope that as a backup that he'll pick it up right where Dak left off. Gee, know, let, me, drop let off. me pick your mind on this right here, uh, as far as his offense. And I know you played on the defensive side of the ball. Will this offense be more of a West Coast style or, or will they have some of the vertical concepts that Kellen Moore bring to the table? And I know that uh, Andy, he, he comes from a West Coast style. So is that a situation where they know that this will be an easy transition as well? For Andy or just for the offense? I mean, the offense is going to be tailored to Dak. I mean, that's their still Dak's offense. It's okay. still Dak's offense. They're not going to do anything from a offensive standpoint in terms of like, well, how will this cater to Andy? No, he's, they brought him in to be the backup. They're, they weren't lying when they said that. Um, I don't know who's going to have more of a say when it comes to the, the direction of the offense, whether it's Kellen, the new young OC, the hot one who's done real well last year in his first year, or Mike McCarthy, because Mike McCarthy had his hand heavily on the Green Bay offense when he was there. So who knows how that works, how that works. Maybe they go back and forth with each other and, you know, meet in the middle. So I don't know what direction their offense will go in, but they have the weapons that it really doesn't, honestly, with the weapons they have on offense, the offensive line, um, the quarterback, hopefully, and Dak, that, I mean, whatever offense you, they pick, there's still no excuse. It's just too many weapons at the end of the day that it shouldn't work. You see what I'm saying? So, um, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, me too. A, a law or go ahead, James. Uh, I was just, you know, kind of just uh, swaying with the defense. I don't know if we uh, – Yep, that's where I was about to go. (laughs) uh, If we were going to segue to it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about, you know, the cornerbacks and, you know, why we wanted to, you know, bring you on. But I I think the main person I want to talk about is Jordan Lewis because we talked about this, I think, on our show maybe um, uh, a week ago. And a lot of people thought we was dogging Jordan Lewis, but we weren't dogging Jordan Lewis. We liked Jordan Lewis, but – but you see the influx of the new players. You saw, you see Worley get signed. You see Kennedy. You see Diggs. You see Robinson. Um, you see a whole new um, change of the guard. Al Harris says, I like the tall cornerbacks. You, you see. So do you really – and now you hear about Cheeto possibly flexing, which we had already talked about. We're thinking he should 
probably play some more safety. What's your kind of opinion about the Jordan Lewis situation and Achito? Do you think Achito goes with safety? And do you think Jordan Lewis's days may be numbered in Dallas? So I'll start with Cheeto. Um, I don't know if you said you guys talked about this. I don't know if this is before I interviewed him or after, but on our in, in, in my interview with Cheeto, I think like a month and a half ago, two months, I think before, maybe even before free agency, uh, I, the coach had already, you know, they already had their new coach. So probably sometime after, probably after the draft or whatnot. Uh, I asked him about, I don't know how we got to the topic, but I asked him about, you know, possibly switching positions. And he was like, he brought it up as if in a way like, that he's thought about it. I don't know if because it's either mm. mentioned to him or something that he wanted, but the way he wasn't like caught off guard by the question, he wasn't like taken aback. Like here's a guy who's, you know, starting at corner and he was so, you know, well thought out about the idea of playing nickel and safety and whatnot that I don't know if they talked to him about it or if he was just very open to it, but he said in college that he was actually nickel. That's what he told me. He said that his mm. natural position was nickel in college um, and that, you know, he didn't really start playing outside until he got to the Cowboys. So he seemed very open to the fact and knowing who he is as a competitor, wherever they kind of tell him, like, this is what we want you to play, he's going to attack that and he'll be fine, if that makes sense. But he, yeah, I'll say this. He's very open to playing nickel, very playing safety, I and playing, and playing, playing yeah. corner. So, um, and sometimes change, you know, helps out players and helps them reach their full safety. potential. I played with a guy that um, he played all positions on defense. His name was Josh Shaw. He played safety, played corner, and played nickel. Never could find his footing at one because they kept moving him, but he was good at all of them. But I feel like he was really good at nickel, right? At corner, he was okay. He was really good at nickel. And at safety, he was okay. You know, maybe a position change might help him reach that, tap into that new potential, or, or he could stay at corner and just tap and reach that full potential, uh, you know, now, you know. But uh, yeah, he's definitely over to it. And then getting to Jordan, um, people got to, and I'm not speaking about y'all, uh, I know how it looks, right? You see, Yes, it is a changing of the guards when it comes to coaches. <laughs> when you get a new and when you get a new regime, um, there is you know they want their guys like that's that's just part of the business, right? A new coach wants their kind of guys, like whatever that is, whatever their kind of guy is, they want that, and they're always they're obviously going to inherit a certain amount of players from the previous regime. Either they fall in love with those players because they really do, or they have to fall in love with that player based off the, the contract the contra uh, contract situation, if that makes sense. You know what right. I mean? So um, Jordan Lewis, I guess, for everybody is a, I would say, easy target. But money-wise, he's it's not like they're obligated to him. You know, he, uh, he wasn't a first-round draft pick. So it's like I see why, yeah, if they're a changing of the guard and they want to get their guys in, I can see how they might think he's odd man out. But I wouldn't count out Jordan Lewis at all. I mean, when I was there, my time there, he always made the most plays. He always had his hands on the ball. Mm -hmm. He was that guy. He was like, he's, he's like, he's a real competitor, like just – He's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. I've loved something, him from something. day one. Yeah, Gee, about that, yeah Gee, where, about where, will you, where will you put Jordan Lewis at, Dad? If you if you was the defensive um, coordinator, it's a new. No, it's a new, no. I mean, so where I put Jordan is he's been there the longest. Uh -huh. uh, he's a second round <laughs> draft pick. Uh, really, besides, let me see. No, Byron's gone. I would I would start him off with the ones, and it's his to lose. He's he's earned that right. He deserves that right. And that's that. But that makes sense. like I said, it's a new defense, right? Jordan wasn't mm -hmm. a full-time starter on the outside last year to begin with. So there's not like there's any guys that you say, uh, at least on the corner position, that's a lock. Nobody's safe sense. is what we were you saying. You know, no, I'm just saying like uh, a locked-in <clears throat> starter. Like there's certain guys, no matter what they do, let's face it, they're going to be the locked-in starter at the position based off of, you know, whether it's the contract situation or the case. Oh, there's right. no locked-in starter. You know, yeah, there's no locked-in <laughs> starter. 
I can't stand. <laughs> There's you, no locked in starters on energy. the at the corner. Yeah, I seen that coming. There's no <laughs> locked in starters at the corner position. So, but he's deserved that right. He's earned that right to be their starting corner going into training camp, going into the uh, uh, to the preseason, and and, and it's his to lose. Like he deserves it. They sh- they shouldn't bury him on the depth chart uh, because he doesn't fit. You know their mold of what they want their corner to be, whatever that is, 6-1, whatever the case may be. He deserves their right. Let him play, you know. Um, it scares me, yeah, though, uh, G, because they signed A.B. to that three-year deal, and, and they are adamant about this, you know, height, you know, length thing. And then you just got J. Lou who just wants to play, man. Let him play. <laughs> that's cool. But one thing I'll say about J. Lou, I mean, on top of being, you know, a dog on the field, he's very smart, but like, just a person to be around. He's very resilient. So, his height, he's been his height his whole life, if that right. makes sense. He, right. what, this is just another, he's heard, what he's hearing now, he's probably heard in different situations and he's always mm-hmm. come out come out on top, right? He probably heard going into college like, uh, oh, you wouldn't, you're not going to get recruited to a big D1 school because of your height, because it is. He still made it to Michigan. He probably heard like, oh, when you get to Michigan, you ain't going to do nothing in college because of your height and still bought out there and ended up being a second round draft pick. So mm-hmm. for him, ain't nothing changed. It's the same, uh, same story, it's just a different, just different character, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. I have full well, confidence in him. He's going to put his best foot forward. Hey, G, let me ask you this, Dan. We got a loaded room as it relates to free safety. And I know some people got positional flex, but I'm looking at just skill set. You got Xavier Woods. You got hilarious Clinton Dix. You got also uh, uh, Donovan Wilson. You got all of those boys. I, I look at them as free. Who can play down inside in that box? Are you going to put Worley there? Are you going to try to figure out ways to put – uh, Thompson there. Are we even going to use strong safety? Or are we going to use it in this particular defense? And so, can you give us a little insight on uh, Coach Edwards as well? So, well, Coach but, Edwards, if I'm not mistaken, he's the linebackers coach and not the D right, coordinators. So, right. uh, I think this is going to be Nolan's scheme. If, it's, if it was Edwards' scheme, I know what it would be. So, talking to my friend Chris Banjo, who played with Nolan um, in uh, New Orleans, from what I'm taking from him, from him it'll be like a couple four kind of defense. And so I know safeties in that could be interchangeable. Like you said, they do all, they have pretty much all the same body types at the safety position right now. They don't have that true traditional, let's say, down in the box, strong safety. And it's okay if they're running what my friend said they're running, like, you know, quarters, shell kind of team. Um, you, you would actually maybe even prefer guys to that body type, like Xavier, Haha, Clint Dixon, Donovan uh, Wilson, you know, things of that nature, Darian Thompson. So I think they're okay from that standpoint, if that's the defense they're going to run. They don't, you're right, they don't have that traditional big body free. Uh, and if you run it in small doses, one of the one of those guys will just have to hold up. But let's make let's not confuse it. Um, even though they don't have that traditional big body uh, type of strong safety, when I was there, uh, Xavier Woods, he was down in the box quite a few times and just the way they're running that that uh, that defense. And so uh, he's used to handling himself down there. He probably wouldn't prefer to be down there all the time, you know. Um, just that's what I would think, but um, they'll be all right, just depending on how much they call it. Uh, and then George Edwards, man, he's he's smart. I mean, he's probably one of the smarter coaches. He was Zim's right hand man. Um, um, obviously, it was Zim still calling the defense there because he he will never let it's Zim call that. It's Zim, <laughs> like he's he's just that's his child. But George is right there in his in his pocket, in his right pocket, and in his ear with, with every decision along the way. So that right there to me. I don't know much about Nolan personally. I, I've never played under him, but just George there, I just I'm I'm very confident that that defense will be better because of his knowledge, the discipline he'll mm. bring to that team. Um, you know, um, he did, I don't want to say they like they don't take chances, but they do take chances. Like they draw up 
the way they schemed the blitzes in Minnesota. Here we go. Yeah, the way they drew up blitzes in Minnesota, there was always a guy coming free. Oh, you know, I, 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 I just watched the know, tape from last year, I, and I wasn't, and I was seeing out. the same thing, Jay. <laughs> right, and I wasn't, and I wasn't there long enough to say with the Cowboys to see, you know, how the season was going to be in terms of their game plan. But I was just saying, my short time there, they drew up blitzes to try to get guys free, but the emphasis was this D line has to win, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're paying, they're paying D Law on the board. They had Robert Quinn, and they, you know, they did their thing, but. Um, it's just another level when you can get guys on top of being great athletes like they are, scheming them up to be free. So if he adds mm. just that to that defense mm. from a third down standpoint, like his third down blitz package, he just adds that level to their defense, they'll be a whole nother deep because it's going to make that ball come out quicker. And then you're going to get, you know how they're complaining about picks? That's going to help them DBs get more opportunities to get their hands on the ball. So, you know, all these tall corners that you're saying that they're bringing in and whatnot and my man Jay Lou. So I don't know. Just I like this. I like this addition because just from that third down standpoint, that blitz package, uh, his knowledge of that, um, the discipline that he brings, I don't see any reason why uh, last year's Cowboys, the team, the Cowboys team this year is not better than the last the Cowboys team last year from a defensive standpoint. Hey, hey G, let me just ask one <clears throat> one quick question. We've been talking about the corners and that situation. Now, we also heard about the linebackers. We hear about, uh, they're talking about maybe moving Jalen Smith outside and possibly moving Van Der Esch inside. What do you think they're going to kind of do? Do you think they're going to stay with that 4-3, or do you think that 3-4 is transitioning? Just do you think this is where the start is with that possible switch? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I thought they were a 4-3 last year. Just, yeah. We yeah, are. right. Um, but the safety was always in the box, so it made Jalen and Vander. Yeah, you know, it was always single high. It made Jalen and uh, Vander Esch the inside linebackers technically because it's four people on the you know four mm-hmm. backers technically mm-hmm. and four d linemen so it, it kind of made him feel like he was playing inside but i would think that honestly personally i their body types and what i feel like their abilities are i would like Jalen to play inside and uh, vanderish to play outside but that's if they saw something on film that they're like we want uh, vanderish inside then that's cool because the only reason i say that is because when last year when there was somebody who's going to cover like a tight end or running back at a, the linebacker position, it was Vanderish. Mm. And your inside linebacker is not usually getting that matchup. That's usually your outside linebacker. They were sending Jalen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were sending Jalen. So that's why when you said they're thinking about moving from the outside, um, I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's just like on, in the, with the previous regime, the previous defense, he was in the inside and he was blitzing or maybe sometimes lined up against a, a matchup against a running back coming out the backfield. But the guy who had the cover duties was Vanderish, and so when you want that in that kind of defense, you usually keep them on the outside. So that'll be interesting to see. That'll well, the reason why he brings it up is because we had McCarthy come out, and even even Nolan and, and Tom Sula, they came out and basically said we're going to be a hybrid defense. It's not going to be just a four three. We're going to run some three four principles, and then you see the players they bring in, right? Don Terry Poe, who can play that true nose tackle. Alden Smith, who played outside linebacker in the 3-4. And then they're kind of emphasizing Randy Gregory, too, right? It seems like we're going to get him back, and he's probably going to stand up. So it it, it looks like it's going to have some 3-4 to it and and mixed with the 4-3, so hence hybrid. But I got a question about Minnesota. I've been kind of trying to wrap my mind around this with the safeties. Obviously, you play safety over there. You play with some dang good ones, too, uh, with Harris, um, uh, Smith, and even a young buck from uh, Clemson. Um, Can I get his name? Oh my goodness. 
Yeah. He was big. It's tall. He's tall like you, like six four. Oh, Jerome. Oh, Jerome. Jerome Curse. Yes, yeah. Curse. Curse. Yeah. So, so to me, I know Harris and Smith used to play opposite. They used to Harris used to play strong, I think it was, and Smith used to play free, and they kind of switched a little bit last year. In that defense, was there even a traditional strong and free, or did they play kind of that quarters like you said? That was see, and that's the defense I grew. That's the system I grew up in my entire time in the league. And so when I got into the league, body type I was always called a like body type. You see me say strong safety, strong safety. Mm-hmm. But I was always labeled as a free safety because on third downs I was playing the middle high, mm-hmm. right? And um, Harrison Smith would be in that position, you know, would be technically in the box on third downs. He's in the blitz packages. When you're down in the box, you're technically. The strong, strong. Team, especially if you're the, to the tight end right. side, and so, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a shell kind of defense. And on third down, they get funky with it. They'll go single high, they'll go uh, cover zero, they'll go cover one. Uh, and the strong safety, quote unquote, I guess you want to put like that the Harrison Smith position would be down there in the box somewhere um, in the blitz package. And he was mm-hmm. great at that. And they, like I said, joy, and, and it wasn't he's a great player, but what I'm saying, like, it wasn't too many times that they're saying, like, hey, we need you to go beat. This uh, defense, uh, this offensive tackle. We need you to beat the guard. We need you to beat. You. We need you to beat the running back. They were drawing it up that either he was going to be free or the other linebacker is going to be free. And that's why I'm saying George Edwards. You'll see that next year. Like guys will should be coming at least one guy free coming in on third down. It's making me smile. Second. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a two it's a it's a it's a shell it's a shell defense. If I have to say something about that, that's just a shell defense. I had a feeling, man, because and, and that's where that's what that thought for me. It, with the whole, I don't think they really are looking for your traditional box safety. I, I think the way they want to play on the outside with those corners, and then you kind of, you know, confirming that uh, Edwards and that defense over there in Minnesota was more of a shell. I, I feel like that's why they're like, okay, we're not, we don't have to go get Jamal Adams because I think Xavier Woods, Ha, Clint Dix, and, and Donovan Wilson can at least play some coverage back there. Yeah. And so, one another thing about that defense, um, if they, if they say George has a lot of influence in it, just on that shell defense in terms of like the, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say the, just the philosophy. Like when you're in that defense, they want to stop the run in a seven-man box. So if you ever see the Cowboys next year in an eight-man box, that means they're getting their ass kicked in the run, and that's not what that that's not what that mm-hmm. defense wants. That's not what you want to do. That makes so much now, sense, though. And and that was a change for me because when I came to the Cowboys um, in OTAs, so you know it's, it's pretty much covered three. And I would try to like disguise Christmas it, show. and then mm-hmm. yeah, I would try to disguise it, and then walk down mm-hmm. into the cover three. And Rashard was like, "No, line up and cover three. I'm like, "Oh, you want them to know we're in cover three? He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> wow. this is our Dude, defense." Wow. Wow. Dude, this, He's like, "This is our defense." Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Jay, <laughs> say it one more time. So like, so in the you know in the other defense, uh, in the shell defense, the system I grew up in with you know under Zim, under Polly, uh, under George Edwards, and those guys, like you want to try to defeat the run. Uh, you want to stop the you want to stop the run in the seven man box. Because by right. stopping the man in the seven-man box, you have more guys in coverage, right? You have four guys, let's say, um, designated for coverage first. And so if we're down in the eight-man box, that means we're not – we haven't been able to stop the run in a seven-man box. And so that's fine. Like, we've we've been in, you know, single high uh, throughout my times in that defense. That's what it is. Some teams run the ball better than others. But we wouldn't just show it. And so – and it's not what we do. And so when I got to the Cowboys, like, I knew it was a single high team. But I would like, you know, start high like I used to do traditionally and then walk mm-hmm. down late and show them, you know, show them the, defense, the offense late that, you know, we're in this eight man box. And Rashard was like, no, get down in. I'm like, oh, you want me to show them? Like, want me to give it away? He's like, no, we're, you know, we're an eight man box team. I want them to know. And, he, and, and his philosophy is just the other way around. We're going to oh, show wow. them an eight man box. We're going to show them an eight man box, which is going to make them want to throw the ball. 
right? We're gonna show them an eight-man box and we're gonna tell them you're not gonna run into this eight-man front because we have a guy for every gap, which I understand that point of view. Oh, we're gonna goodness. make them throw. But the philosophy is just the other way around. I gotta ask you this though, for the clarification for the nation, is this or was it a Chris Richard's defense or <clears throat> Papa Rob Marinelli's defense? <laughs> Oh, we talked oh. about that last time. I know y'all. I heard y'all talk about it, but the people, the audience over here, got to know. You know, I want they over there clamoring for they it. Clamoring uh, for they clamoring for it. Clamoring for it. G sitting on the edge of their seat, <laughs> eating their popcorn. It felt, G, it felt like it felt like Rashard's defense. Um, okay, because it's definitely his coverage, and from you know, and when I was there, Mar Marinelli would start the meeting and then just hand and then you know toss it to. Him to um, Rashard. So like from a structure standpoint, you know, Marinelli had the defensive coordinator title, but every time the meetings were being ran by Rashard and the guy calling the plays for Rashard. So I'm just telling you what it felt like, you know, I was just saying what it felt like. And he had a lot of influence, at least I felt like when it came to like how things were going to be, you know, I just felt like Marinelli was, he dealt with the D line and I get that. He dealt with the D line, their stunts and that, um, that's kind of how I felt when I was there. But um, the person who had the most influence was, Richard from the defense to the coverage and everything of that nature, I felt like for sure. Did he have influence on the defense he was he walked into, or did he come in and he changed it to his defense? I got there after him, so uh, I couldn't tell right, you that. You but right, uh, right, right. but but um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really speak right. to that. That I makes can, sense. I could guess, but yeah, mm. that makes sense. I, I want to go back to what you said about the Vikings who who want to beat you with the seven man box and and, and kind of correlated to what the Cowboys are doing right now. And why I think it was different than what they were doing previously. When you said we, we try to win with the eight man in the box, you can tell because they didn't emphasize defensive tackles. They didn't care about the run stuffing beast defensive tackles like uh, uh, Linval Joseph or, or, or Gerald McCoy or, or Don Terry Poe. But now you got George Edwards over there and we're trying to play a little bit. You said that shell defense, right? And we want to beat you with the, with the seven guys in the, in, in the box. Well, you got to have defensive tackles that are going to clog the lanes. And they went out and got two of them. So I kind of want to let you know, listen to the fan or uh, talk to the fans here about I think the difference in what we were doing prior and then what we're doing now. We had light in the butt guys. No offense to you know Collins and you know Antoine Woods and what have you, but Marinelli wanted to get upfield, right? They really mm -hmm. they were playing to the quarterback, play play the running back to the quarterback. That was his. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't want, I don't want to speak too much, you know, on the previous D line because I don't know particularly what Rock what Manero was wanting them to do and teaching them to do. I just knew how the secondary and the linebackers fit into the scheme of it. But in the defense that uh, George Edwards was in, and the one I played in Cincy where we had Geno, like you always had a, a, you had to have a dog at the three technique because not only did they need him to get upfield, if your three, if your three technique is, you know, let's say whooping the guard's ass, he pretty much just took away every outside gap because in these zone running teams with the running backs, he can't get past them. And so Gino was like, Gino was like that. I'm mean, still is like that, obviously, because he made the Pro Bowl last year. But I'm pointing that that was the difference in philosophy there. And I wouldn't necessarily say they were trying to, let's say, beat you in the seven, seven man box. The philosophy is when we come out on first down, you know, that on the first down, you can get anything. You can yeah, run, you can pass, yeah. right? You're, yeah, mm -hmm. you can you can get anything on first down. You get it. You can get a run, you can get a pass. Well, if you're in this eight man box, you're more susceptible to the pass, right? And so they would come, we would hope to come out in a shell kind of in a seven man box on first down and say, if you do run it, we're still going to stop you. Right. In a seven man box. And if you pass it, that's perfect. Pass into this. Cause now we we're in shell. You can't, you're not going to really beat people deep when they're in shell. 
whether it's quarters or cover two or quarter, quarter, half, you know, whatever nature of shell it is, it's harder to throw into that. Teams don't want that. Teams want to throw into single high. It's just, it makes sense, right? When you go off, when you go uh, four verticals, what teams do when they want to take their shots, it's four verticals if you're in single high to three DBs. If you go Somebody four verticals open. to shell, right? I won't say go be open. It's just people got more responsibility for like that. Got to, okay. you know, one guy to one and a half receiver for like that. Uh, and then when you, if, you know, and when you're in, uh, when you're in shell and you try to go four verticals to that, it's four DBs to four verticals. It just naturally makes sense. We're talking math. But my point is they want to come out on first down in shell and try to stop you from running it into that. And if you decide to throw because you haven't been able to run successfully, at, you know, into the seven man box, then you're throwing it, to, you're uh, throwing it into our advantage, if that makes sense. You know, the only place I would say that it's um, that the shell right uh makes you more susceptible to is like let's say underneath because now you have obviously less defenders underneath but that's where you need your d-line to get back there and, and you know cause pressure but here we go so that's first down right so you went on first down and now you're in second and long now you're mm-hmm. definitely playing to the defensive hand now we can get funky as a defense mm-hmm. right and then third down and that's what i'm saying so third down is where they used to make their hey you give uh zim george edwards defense best, third third or fourth mm-hmm. and one more or Really, maybe I'll even say sometimes third and three or more, they're lighting your ass up. And that's what they're looking for. And that starting a shell early on made it to that. You know what I mean? So, um, y'all are getting gems. I like the way you're saying oh they lighten your ass up. That gives me excited. <laughs> just took they us to school. your man. ass up. <laughs> you just took us to school. Stuff, I love man. that. I'm, I'm actually going to run this back and chop this up. For, for, Bring that like, beat back. That it's, it's like football 101. Seriously, for, for the mm-hmm. defense where we may be playing and just in general, people need to hear that. Because I don't, I mean, listen, not everybody is know. X's and O's. Not everybody knows what you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, that's that's like great insight, man. Great insight. Yes, indeed. So hey, hey, Joe, hey, hey, go go ahead, James, because I was gonna ask him about this uh, uh, digs. Do you do you pay attention see, to see, any I of these? See, I was already. See, oh, you was, was already saying. You was in my head. You was in my head. I'm in your head. You in my head. Why don't you ask ask him the question, Diggs? Oh well, I was just you know actually. Go ahead. Actually, I forgot about him. My fault. He probably gonna start too, though. My bad. I forgot about that. So is he here with Jordan? So so he's a dog. He's the dog. He's a dog. You need two corners. Yeah, but you need two corners. Don't get it. Yeah. True story. True story. Yeah. You can never have two corners. Yeah, I mean, because mm. Jordan, like I said, Jordan still needs to start off as a starter, period. Right. He deserves that right. He earned that right. And um, I really, honestly, I still feel like regardless of where a rookie is drafted first round, you know what? You know why they brought him in. You still got to make him at least fake earn it. So they right. most of the times, I don't feel like they should start <laughs> off first day with the ones. I mean, I've been in a situation where I see teams do that, but. At least majority of the time they kind of make fake them earn it. Like, no, nah, we're gonna start you off with the twos or the threes, and, and you know, <laughs> right, and yeah. make you earn it. But and then nine times out of ten they're gonna get to that, you know, with the ones because if you are what they wanted you to be, you made it there because you're you're a good player. You showed enough to be there. But um, so either way, regardless of that, I'm saying like he probably gonna end up starting at some point, the first round corner. Jordan deserves to start the mm-hmm. off season off as, as a one corner. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <clears throat> Do you like the? Did you like the Cowboys draft? Oh, they did their thing. Um, they did their thing for sure. Um, got CD Lamb. Lamb. They got CD Lamb. That's that crazy, Lamb. right there. I, I don't that think. I, I don't think most people saw that coming. I thought they did a good job. Dallas um, didn't see it coming. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's what I heard as well. I think they did a good job of drafting the corner. Um, not not because of the guys they have in the roster, but you lost. You know your premier corner. When you lose one, you got to bring one. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and let it play out. However it plays out. So. That made sense. And then later in the rounds, that I think they did a solid job as well. So, 
Now Dallas had I thought Dallas had a good draft. I thought the Dolphins had a good draft. Mm-hmm. Um honestly, personally, people don't look I like I think since you had a, a solid draft, not sexy from the names mm-hmm. that you know, the guys, but from a they hit every position that they needed. And that mm-hmm. to me, that to me can go as well as a, a good draft. Like for instance, like if you get good players but don't hit the positions you need. Can you? Some people will still say that's a great draft if you got these big name guys. But since he, to me, they had a solid draft because they filled all the needs in which that team needed. So those three teams had a good draft. Yeah, I team. saw that. I saw a lot of people like, had since he like up that there. Coach, do you like since coach? Do you like since his coach? Zach Taylor. I wasn't mm-hmm. there for him, so uh, he's young. All I know about him is he's young. Um, he's tired of shot McVay, and uh, you know, you know how that works. <laughs> yeah, and, if you um, rub shoulders with McVay, <laughs> right? Yeah, so um, get a job. I can't. I can't speak to him as a. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to some guys that's still there, but I, I, I don't know none. I was, I can't talk about someone I've never had any, a personal gotcha. interaction with. That's gotcha. not how I operate. So uh, they gave him a job because um, they thought he's qualified, and so he, he got the quarterback that they all wanted, the Joe Burrow. So he probably has like two years, three years to you know make some of it. You know, his draft I liked. I don't know if you if you got a chance to really take a look at it. Was the Panthers draft? They kept taking dudes. We did a draft show. And they kept taking – they got Derrick Brown. I think they got uh, the Penn State defense end, right? Gross Matos. Didn't they get him too? Yeah. Yeah, they got um, – they, they, they went defense heavy. And I was – at first I was like surprised. I was shocked because when you look at that division, you look at the Saints offensive powerhouse. Drew Brees, right? Mike mm-hmm. Thomas. They just signed Emmanuel Sanders. They always got uh, – uh, Alvin Kamara, right? Then you go up the street, you go to Tampa. We know what they packing on offense, right? When you, that <laughs> division, right. that division, I think they had three teams in the top five in total offense mm-hmm. or top six. And the, and the only team that was out of that top five um, or top 10 was the Panthers. In terms, so I said, uh, why would they just like load up on offense and go power for power? But they probably said, listen, we probably not going to outside these teams. Yeah. So we probably, let's go the defensive route, right? And then we look at that division, I love Teddy Bridgewater, but honestly, as good as you know he he is and may be, he's probably the he's the you know the you know, worst best last best you know he's not he's the worst quarterback <laughs> he's the fourth best in quarterback division. in the division. Oh my goodness! There we go. He's the well, fourth best quarterback in that division. Yeah. You know we got Tom Brady, we got uh, go. Drew Brees, and we got Matt Ryan, a former MVP. So they probably say, all right, quarterback for quarterback, we probably don't want to put him in a situation where he's getting into a shootout. So let's the best offense is a good defense. What's so, the be- best way right. to limit uh, Tom Brady? Limit Drew Brees defense. That's what the uh, San Francisco 49ers stop. did. Oh, yeah. that's not not San Francisco 49ers. That's what uh, what team were the Saints playing the uh, in the playoffs Again, this year? Um, Vikings. That's, Vikings. The, right. And that's the route they yeah. took. So um, yeah, that's kind of how that's kind of how you got to go about. It's it. kind of that um, Texans thinking from back in the day where they had a chance to take Reggie Bush or Mario Williams, and the, and the owner general manager said, "Well, listen, we got Peyton Manning in the division. We got to stop right. Peyton Manning, so we're <laughs> going to take defense." So it's I ain't gonna lie. That I was I was a kid when they had that draft. I was salty. I wanted them to draft Reggie. I did too. I, I think maybe Vince. I think Vince was in that draft. Yes, oh, Vince that, Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Texas, and if you're from Texas, you know anything. Vince was like that legend, and he's from Houston. So, yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's no here or there. But it's I was that also, line of thinking, man, though. Yes, yeah, a line of thinking. Speaking of quarterbacks, where you think uh, Cam gonna go? You know, what, what what's going to happen with him? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, how many jobs are really? available for what he's looking for he's trying to be a starter you know what i mean day one is, yeah yeah day one and you know and I, and I understand his thinking behind that he's a former mvp and made it to the super bowl so he's coming off the injury before the injury he was playing pretty pretty solid so in his head he sees himself as a starter and i see him as a starter but 
what jobs are there available? We just see Jameis Winston. He was waiting for a starting job. Couldn't find one. So signed with the Saints for, it was like $1 million and some change, you know? Yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, I thought he was going to get a starting gig somewhere at some point. Heck, to me, the one starting gig I thought he would give was the <laughs> Patriots. And they, for whatever reason, either don't view him as a starter or just like what they have above him. And so you got to ask yourself, um, not if you can, but just in general, like what team out there is literally going to give him right now a starting he going spot. to I humble himself. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, humble yourself. You can say that or just uh, take it. Or wait until somebody is hurt. Kind of wait. Wait, 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 yeah, wait until somebody hurt. Who over there in Miami? To attack of Valoa for, for the future. Man, yeah. Fitzpatrick, but they don't, they're not trying to bring camp. And at first I thought, like, all right, bring him to Jacksonville. But Andy could have yeah. went to Jacksonville because Andy's that kind of guy where he don't mind competing with uh, Minshew from the second position. Like I said, I couldn't see Cam going into Jacksonville and being like, "Yeah, I see I'm, I'm backing up. I'm backing up Minshew. <laughs> I'm backing like, up Minshew. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, what, 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 is, what, is, what is what is what is he done compared to me? That's, I'm just saying that's how he's probably thinking. Right. So mm-hmm. You might be right. He might need a. I don't. And, I don't like using the word humble yourself. I don't know if he's not humble, but he might have to just just realize the situation and say, yeah. man, I don't like it, but." I don't like the cards being dealt, but this is how I'm going to play it out. And so, but yeah, I don't think he's going into a starting situation. I'm be honest with you. I, I love Cam rooting for Cam. I've been rooting for him since they've been dogging him when he got drafted. But when people were saying, you know, we should bring Cam Newton in here, I'm like, guys, th- th- this ain't this is not the type of team for Cam. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm saying this this <laughs> team right now with Dak Prescott as a quarterback in the future, you don't want to bring Cam <laughs> up in here, man. He's not trying yeah. to be a backup. Ooh. You want hey, some, we, you hey, want problems? Hey, bring Cam in here. Hey, we was gonna. You know what? No, if we was on a more cultural show, we could get into the not Oh, 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 oh! You going the whole way? Who you going back for? You go to that's for the members only. Yeah, okay, members only. That's for the members only. Okay, that's members only. Dak is a threshold. And you see what he going through to get his money. I know where you're going. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Camp, camp, camp personality and Jerry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like this the one the one thing about Dak that I said I wish Dak had more of was that I don't give a goddamn attitude. You know what I mean? Like there's there's yeah. times where Tony said I don't care what you call Scott Linham change to the play. There's times yeah. where Tom is like I, I don't care we're going to do it this way. There's times where probably Drew Brees probably did the same thing. Dak is always going to do what the coaches say to do though. Mm-hmm. Always going to do it. Sometimes you just got to, you know, just go with it. Go with the gusto, man. That's all. But yeah, we definitely got to save that for the members only. I want to hear what you got to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Cam got into it with his. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was Cam got, got into it with, his, pre- with, his, with, his, with his previous owner because he told him yeah. something about his appearance. You know, the one that ended up selling the team. If I'm not mistaken, oh, when he was dressing oh, like Medea, yeah, the tattoos. He said uh, he he don't want Cam to get any. Oh tattoos. yeah, it was a tattoo. Yeah, that? yeah. yeah. So I'm just yeah. bringing it up as an example to say the quarterback, which is the franchise player of the t- any team, regardless of like how good they may or may not be. That's the next person in line versus like the face of a franchise after the owner. So I just don't think from that standpoint, that's the look or fit that Jerry is going to. And that's why I, I agree. Dak is the threshold, you know, because he's a good. He's not going to deal with he's, that cam. He's, 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 clean, he's clean. He's clean cut, you know. Yeah, he ain't going to shake. He ain't going to shake nothing up. You know what I'm saying right. he's not going to come out. We don't know what Cam brings to the table, and Jerry, we already you already dealt with Dez, and nobody's hating on that with Dez. But if you already saw with Dez at and the receiver position, Stephen, yeah, at the receiver <laughs> position, and Stephen Jones was like, "We done with that. We're not dealing with that no more." You, there's no way they're going to bring in Cam. 
Right. I just wanted to bring that up because because people were saying, you know, Cam, I'm like, listen, if if it wasn't Cam Newton and his name was, you know, John Jerry, and he didn't come with the, you know, the Cam Newton stuff, then sure. But unfortunately, it's a whole, you know, he's he's he has yeah. his own personality that I don't know what would, would work here in Dallas. Fitzpatrick got a job, like you said. Ryan Fitzpatrick got a job out there, so you know. Facts. Come on. Also, also, when we're talking about Cam, we're not talking. The reason why, on top of that, not working, that's on a clean slate with there no being no Dak Prescott in the picture. I don't think I would have brought in Cam either into a situation where we have a a guy that we give a franchise tag to, right? And uh, Dak Prescott. You see what I'm saying? Like Cam wouldn't take this position that Andy took. No. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't. You see what I'm saying? Like no, 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 no. no. I would argue. Like I said, Cam is very confident, and rightfully so. He's he's earned that right. I don't see him taking this position as like I'm here to you know just help Dak any way I can. Like, no, nah, I'm nah. here to take his. <laughs> but, I'm here but, to I'm here to take his shit. That way, that's how he would. Right. That's how. Give and if this. he didn't say, if he didn't say it like that, that's he's, the vibe. His face would tell you. His face would tell you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't taking the back seat. So I don't think from that standpoint, it worked out with Cam either. But let me ask you this though, since you Thank mentioned you, Andy again. Shouldn't Andy be looking at this of what Ryan Tannehill did over there in Tennessee and sitting there different saying, situ- okay, if I get this situation. Different situation. No, different situation. Now, he should be looking at it in terms of like, if I get an opportunity, I'm going to ball out like Ryan Tannehill. But it's a different situation. Ryan Tannehill took the job in Tennessee because they were already shaky on uh, Mariota going into that season. So you you know going in, like, there's, there's good backup position jobs and there's like not so good. Like, that to me, that's why I was surprised when Andy went to Dallas, you know, but it makes sense because he lives here, the coronavirus. I get all that. But what I'm saying is Dak, if he signs, it's not a good backup quarterback position job. Dak has been healthy throughout his career. So there's not a, a high percentage chance that you're gonna get in and play. Also, not to mention Dak is on the franchise tag, which means this was, that's that tells you what the team thinks about him as a franchise as a quarterback. Um, the Tennessee Titans job backup position was a more attractive one for a guy like Ryan Tannehill because they were already shaky on Mariota going into the year. I think mm-hmm. they benched Mariota within game four, game five. And when I looked at the stats, they weren't sexy, but he wasn't out there just throwing picks like James Winston. He was just throwing like two touchdowns a game and an interception. Like, so have a game where he only throw one touchdown, no interception. So they didn't just, they were just done with Marcus Mariota in terms of like, we don't think he could be any better. And then they just wanted to shock their offense and put Ryan Tannehill. That's not happening next year with Dak. I don't care how Dak come out. He's a franchise <laughs> quarterback. He He's not in a shaky... Dak has proven himself for four years, to me, at an elite level to where he has... The, he can go... He can have a bad streak of games. It don't even matter. So, um, now, nah, this is not a Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota situation. Um, I would say the closest thing to a Marcus Mariota, Ryan Tannehill situation is a Marcus Mariota to Derek Carson. Oh, and that, that is... Damn. That's why, and that's why... Oh, wow. And that's why he really? went there. Yeah, that's and that's true. why he went there because uh, John Gruden has always been shaky on Derek Carr. Even no matter what Derek Carr does, he's always just lukewarm on him when he's speaking to me. He's always openly looking for new quarterbacks. I haven't seen the Dallas Cowboys openly uh, glamoring over other quarterbacks and looking for other quarterbacks. They, they like Dak Prescott. They just obviously don't like Dak Prescott for what Dak Prescott thinks he deserves. And that's where they're you know, not finding the middle ground or the common ground. Wow, so to say. wow, wow. Hey, I got, I got these two questions with quarterbacks. And you're talking about shakiness. Jordan Love over there in Green Bay, man. Uh, and my boy, Sky, he brought this up last night. Nobody, the national media, is not talking about this. And the Jalen Hurts to Carson Wentz. What are your thoughts on those two situations? Okay, so <laughs> um, 
because everybody have to Aaron. say about Dak, but what about yeah? Right. Yeah, we we did an episode on that. So if I'm looking at it uh, from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint, if I'm him, yeah, I'm salty. I'm salty for the fact that we all know that he hasn't had a first round uh, offensive weapon since he's Here. been there, right? Yeah. And his coach was who Mike McCarthy. So that adds to a level of saltiness. Like I was like, all right, you're my head coach, and you didn't get me no first round uh, weapon, and then you go to the Cowboys, and the first thing you turn around and do is get a first round weapon. So, boom. So then to add another level of saltiness to it, then the first time you give me a first-time offensive weapon, it's a quarterback, that'll make me feel some kind of way because right. if you're in a let's-win-now kind of situation, you're putting all your eggs in a basket mm-hmm. right now, right? Even if Jordan Love is sitting there, even if Jordan Love is the next Aaron Rodgers, if you're going, if the goal is Super Bowls and there's a chance to help us win the Super Bowl this year, you put all your eggs in that basket. So, I can see, I can see I would understand if Aaron Rodgers is salty uh, from that position, but the person, uh, uh, so he should feel more. Let's say, you know, salty. The person who's going to play quick uh, sooner is obviously going to be Jalen Hurts. Just from mm. a, like I said, a good. Remember we talking about a good backup quarterback, uh, 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 a more attractive good backup, backup spot, quarterback. Yeah, but right, right, it, right. It's Philly. I mean, not, I'm not putting the blame on Carson, but he's been banged up. You know, mm-hmm. in crucial moments in his career. I mean, let's look at the playoffs last year uh, when Nick Foles, when he helped them get the Super Bowl. So if you're a backup quarterback, you know, at some point, just based off of the law of averages in history with him, and uh, you're probably going to play at some point for a significant time. And so I could see Jalen Hurts playing way uh, I do see Jalen Hurts playing way sooner. And they've already talked about putting in packages for him and using him like a Taysom Hill, which is crazy that, you know, yeah, 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 he has his own, you know, packages in the NFL, but whatever the point may be, I don't believe, uh, yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) But anyways, they're going to, they're going to use him more. You, you can't tell me, G, that they they took Jalen Hurts to beat Taysom, and they took him because they scared of their quarterback <laughs> that keep getting hurt every right. single year. And I'm and, with, and, I, I'm on know. the, I, I agree with you. You know, yeah, I'm not saying you you you're saying that, but the the fans right, right, right. are trying to spin it. You know, you know, it's so funny, Eagle fans. It's so funny. Don't mind us, real quick, because that's, don't mind, what, that's, don't mind the, us. that's what their coaches said. That's what their front office said. They're trying, and I, and. Again, this situation True. is different. They are the from, ones doing it. So too. we also did a segment on who should feel uh, more disrespected or more threatened. Uh, and, uh, we said Dak Prescott with Andy getting signed or Jalen Hurts or. or um, oh, uh, that's a good. And Carson Wentz. That's, Wentz, that's what we said. Who should vote? And I said that I believe that Dak, because the difference between um, their situation, Carson got the bag already. It's uh, a little different mm, when you when you sign yeah. on that down and you get your money. Like, yeah, you don't might you might not like us. What's behind you, but you're like, eh. If I'm Dak, I feel, I feel a little bit more disrespected because everybody kept getting paid before me. That's like, the one thing we keep saying. Then they, they signed Andy. Everybody keeps getting signed. We're like, it's not even Andy. So, even Andy. What's his name? Alden Smith. We was like, damn, y'all signed a dude who ain't playing five years. Yes. <laughs> but I get yeah, it. Man. The money matters, right? You signed these dudes for three million, and then for what, what was Alden Smith? Four million, two million guarantee. So I get it's easier to sign a deal for low, but for a low amount of money. But I'm th- I was thinking along the same lines, like you know, all right, cool and all, but damn, can you pay your quarterback? But but can I bring yeah. in some objectivity? Is there a a contract on the table for Dak Prescott? Is it his agency? Yeah, yeah they, they're just talking about the years. Is they're saying it's con- four to five years? There's a contract. It is they don't like what's been offered, and that's part of the years. business. But they've they have they've offered him. They they've offered him. Yeah, from what we're what we're being told from you know a lot of the insiders is. The, the guarantee is not an issue. The annual salary is not an issue. It's all about that one year because uh, it can play a major uh, difference when this when this cap goes up with these TV deals. Um, but mm-hmm. I, that could be I affected. 
That's, that's what we hear. Hey, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Dude? No, what are your it, thoughts it, on it? You got a contract. Yeah, I, that's on the not table that's not right for me. Now. That's from from the reporters on the inside. Yeah. You're saying this is no, about I, four no, and five years. I, I don't. I didn't know. Like to me, that a year would hold up a deal. That's what I'm right. saying. Right, <laughs> right. That don't make no damn sense. But if you, the guarantee is right. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. But gee, they when you seen Carson Wentz, he signed his right four years. Um, golf four years. I don't understand why the big deal, why Dak can't Aaron Rodgers four years. All these guys got four year deals. What's the big deal? Why Dak can't get his four? <laughs> no, he and again, so that's the thing. So if it's four, if the if the hold up is he wants a four year deal and they're trying to make it a five, I get it. You are losing money because after that four, you can get you know more money. Mm-hmm. But is that enough to let's say go on the franchise tag two years? No, you know, if if no, possible, like no. I don't know, like if that enough to hold it up, and it, and and is that what Jerry is banking on? Like you're gonna hold up the deal on a four or five, but then at the same time you can look at Dak, Dak could look at Jerry, like you about to hold up the deal on, you know, yeah, but <laughs> right. but how, but and this right. and this is how, and I think this is how, um, and this is what I'm saying. I don't want him to be like, uh, I don't want him to get like, uh, what's the name, Kirk. I don't want him to get Kirk, Kirk cousin, cousin. Yeah. So yeah. Jerry could look at it like, all right, boom, I'm gonna get my five years. Boom, I'm gonna franchise tag this year and get it for next year. And it was still five, you know. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's if that's if that's what's here's my theory, out in their Jim. mind. Here's my theory: is is because of the COVID nineteen, there are no deadlines. The, the the main deadline is July fifteenth. But remember, we had deadlines before that. Yeah, you got mini camps, all right? You got OTAs, you got training camp, and with a new coach. Those de- those type of deadlines mean something because you want your franchise quarterback in there with the new system. But right now, we have no clue when those things are going to be. So so without deadlines, that plays into the Cowboys' favor. One thing we know as Cowboy fans is that these guys caved. They've caved to Zeke. They caved to D-Law. They caved to Dez, Zach. They've caved to everybody, right? And eventually, it'll happen because of deadlines. But we ain't got none right now. So I think Jerry's like, well, what the hell I got to do the deal for right now? And then De- uh, Dak is like, well, what the hell I got to do the deal for right now? So there's no right. pressure. No, there's definitely this COVID definitely in terms of their – it's unfortunate, but in terms of like their negotiation, right, right, they probably right. helped out the Cowboys a little bit more because, like you said, they don't have to go in, and that's the biggest holdup. When I say like, uh, remember when I said Dak needs to not show up to the offseason? You know, you got a new coach, a new, a new system. Uh, don't show up in the offseason. Things can't get moving without you. Things ain't really getting moving right now because of COVID, if that makes sense. They can't yeah. line up and run routes. They can't. And run, that's where you really, the offense gets down packed. Like, there's a certain part of the film, but like I said, it's the same. It's, it's still Kellen. And Dak is a professional, so picking him on the playbook won't be issued to him. It's getting the timing down. It's getting the mechanics of like mm-hmm. how they want your steps to be uh, on this play action or whatever the case may be. Those are a little different ins and outs of offenses that you got to physically be there. And since he technically can't be there anyway yeah. right now because of COVID, you can't really, you know, hold out from that standpoint. You could say I ain't showing up to the meetings. That's cool. To the virtual like meetings, right? The virtual <laughs> meetings, but like it's not much. It's not much being gained and no. lost. From that standpoint, so yeah, this might help them out a little bit. But things will open up back soon, and we'll see. Well, you damn we'll skippy, we will. I, I think the last time a, a quarterback kind of held out into camp like that was Drew Brees, but I have to go back and check because I know Drew got tagged, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not playing until we get this deal done." But I don't think it dragged too far into close to the season, but it dragged a little bit. Um, but obviously, the Saints aren't the Cowboys, so you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you know how that goes. Any uh, parting shots here, uh, gentlemen, on the panel? 
Uh, no, not for me. I just appreciate you again, man, G, yeah, you, man. Love, love your stuff, dog. I, 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 I love it. how we just kick in your rawness and your realness and how you give real answers to the people instead of, right. you know, I know how you, we kick it anyway. Well, you know what I'm saying? But I just really appreciate how you bring that realness and not that, that fake stuff that a lot of these guys are talking. Tell them what you I'll get to people. people yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. real, the realness. I, I appreciate it. And thank you. Uh, already. Yes, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's man. always a good show when I'm on here. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Uh, before we we head out, though, man, once again, plug your stuff in, man. Tell them where they can find you and uh, where they can get that uh, podcast. And I, people in the chat, by the way, have absolutely loved love what you've been giving them. So they're definitely probably going to be looking for your podcast. So tell them where they can find you, man. No doubt. So if you listen to podcasts, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Buzzsprout, anywhere you can find a podcast. We're on Instagram at, at the Gym Bag Podcast. Also, I want you guys to stay safe out there. You know, it's a crazy time right now. We're in this mm-hmm. world. So just, you know, protect yourself, protect your loved ones. You know, I ain't going to tell you stay indoors and, and stay scared, but just, you know, be smart when you're be out smart, there, you know. Yeah. Cover your damn, listen, cut, when you sneeze, it's crazy. <laughs> I, was at, I, was at the store the, I was at the store the other day, and I know you're supposed to cover your mouth when you sneeze. I'm like, bro, it's 2020, and y'all still not cover your mouth when you sneeze? Man, I you did that when you was I a kid. A, if I seen someone sneeze, oh, figure. Matter of fact, before I leave, I got a little quick story for y'all. Get yeah, it off, of course. No. Uh, we ain't rushing. Oh yeah, we on, rushing. We ain't rushing. We good. Yeah, hold on. I got about five minutes. I got. I got to do. I got to interview someone. But here, here we go. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, take care of yourselves. Be safe. You know, wash your hands or what that. Um, and uh, you know, just and keep your loved ones close, man. Call them, tell them you love them, and things of that nature, because you never know when, when you might lose them. But anyways, speaking about COVID and whatnot. So I'm at the grocery store. Uh, so like, remember I told y'all before we was on air, like how I'm on the side of, you know, like not that it's the flu, but I'm on the side of, like I don't live in fear because yes. I just take my normal, mm-hmm. I just take my normal precaution. But mm-hmm. I ain't about to be indoors for 18 months, that kind right. of thing. I'm more on that side. Right. Uh, but that over the time of this thing, like we've been locked down for over a month, but we're getting close to two, right? And um, uh, it has affected me, and I think it's affected everybody from. Like things are gonna be different when we all when we let out officially or like that. Like you know, I feel like it's gonna take a while for people to get re- readjusted to you know embracing each other and not being so fearful of that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, and uh, and there's some things that are gonna change for the better in terms of like people are gonna be more cautious of their health and of like spreading germs, which is which is a good that's a good thing that can come out of this. But anyways, uh, so anyway, I'm at the grocery store and um. I don't even want to say who the player is because they were, they were already in some heat, but it was a cowboy player that I know that I'm cool with. Uh-oh. And so, uh, I don't know, I was say, oh, just a cowboy player, you know, just right, right, right. You know, cool, cool with from a professional standpoint. I'm at the grocery store and um, I see him and I ain't see him since I was with the Cowboys, so like that. But he down the aisle, but you know, you made eye contact. Yeah. Any other situation, what's, what's, right. we going to, what's up, bro? Like we dapping, we chopping right. it up because but it's cold. like if anybody been to a grocery store now, you know how quiet it is. It's like, yeah. it's scary, it's just, like everybody I said, masks, markers everybody, all over the Everybody's floor. scared. Yeah. yeah, you scared. You real cautious. Like you walk by the wrong person, you hold your breath by them because you don't. They just look funny. Anyways, I see them down the aisle. They you see me. We, we see each. And I was like, I don't want to go over there because I'm like, I'm I'm thinking like I ain't, I don't know where you've been. Like I don't know who you've been around. Like right. you probably in the social distance in that. And I'm like, man, eh, we getting no punk G. So then. We just, I go there and we, we just chop it up for a little bit, but it was awkward because I was just like, it's very awkward. It's just, and, that was, and that's what I'm saying. Like, as I could tell, we've been in this lockup too long. Like, it, it was just awkward, you know, getting in that pretty much that you know that foot space. You know, we talk to someone, you about a foot away from them, and I don't type of time, and I, and I definitely wasn't wearing no mask at the time. Cause I, I, I know, know what you mean. Anyway, man. yeah. So, anyways, that little story. Just times are different. They're gonna be 
different for a little bit. It is. That's my, a real, and that's when my, I knew, like, shit. One of my buddies, one of my good friends, man, he hit me up a couple weeks ago, was like, what's up, still? Uh, what you getting into? You trying to kick it? I said, bruh, it's COVID. What you mean? We ain't kicking it. Right, that's your boy. <laughs> that's my boy. And I'm like, no, we can't kick nothing. <laughs> people, yeah, bro. people in the chat over here, they trying to guess who it is. They saying it's Jeff Heath. It was Jeff Heath. Oh. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. They always got jokes. They, 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 play, play, jokes. they play off. They play offense. They play offense. Yeah, it was it was awkward, and that's why I knew like I got a little, I'm getting a little shook from this COVID thing because any other situation, like man, you just walk, you just talking, you can just go dap up yeah. and talk. But I was just like. We dap elbows, like we did a little elbow pump. Like we, you know what I'm saying? It was just different. It was just. Just get the head nod, yeah. Yeah, it, no, it was just weird. It was just weird. <laughs> and I knew it was because of COVID, but, but yeah, man. Oh man. Yeah, God. Oh man, listen, this was awesome. Um well, I'm probably had this audio up on the, the, the podcast version of it on the Stargaze uh big game. So we'll push that too. Okay. Cause this was okay. amazing stuff, man. And make sure y'all follow that gym bag podcast and keep rocking out with us. We're, we're, we're gonna try to keep bringing you guys uh that heat. And George, stick around uh for real quick once we end this stream, uh to, to give you the salutes out here. Um keep rocking, man. Keep rocking, man. We're gonna keep doing this thing. All right, y'all. Let's go. I'll be safe. And Skywalker. Oh. Wait, and remember, <laughs> you're listening <laughs> to nothing but the best. Let's go. Peace. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. It's a good show, man. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah.